Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whiskey Wednesday. Glad you all be here tonight. We get about 30 something people here tonight. So at the beginning of the month, I started seeing this thing. It's like dry January. And I'm like, they keep misspelling rye. I don't get it. So um, Gio and I were talking. So we need to do, of course, a rye Wednesday, because that's really the way January should be uh, celebrated. So I put together uh, for this Whiskey Wednesday, I put together a selection of the lock and key. Actually, we have one that's uh, uh, a U.S. mail, uh, which is going to be the first one, U.S. mail project, which is the first one up. Um, I thought we would do some of the ones we haven't tasted, some of the ones that a lot of people haven't gotten to. And of course, they're all rye whiskey. And I thought it was really sort of neat about this that, that I think you're going to find in this tasting tonight is the differences in rye. You know, we talk about the differences in bourbon. We talk about, um, you know, that 51%, you know, corn or higher. But what's been happening a lot lately is as you get over 51% rye or, or if you do the bourbon, over 51% corn, the other, the other uh, grain, usually rye or, or corn, is really close to that. So it'd be like, you know, 51, you know, uh, 45, and then the rest of it will be going to be malted barley. And that rye and bourbons are really sort of becoming a, a lot similar to each other than you might expect. So um, the first the first whiskey we're going to taste, the first rye we're going to taste is going to be totally different, I think, than almost every other rye that you've had. And that one is called Havsies. So the cool thing about this is um, that this is a five-year-old, 59.1. Kavorik, of course, asked me how come we're not doing more. I said, you're doing, uh, I think everything you're trying tonight is cast strength. So everybody's got water, right? Everybody's got water. So um, so that's why we're doing, we, do, we have seven tonight. Straight rye whiskey. This is Havsies. Um, this five years old, 59.1. As I said, this one was made in Indiana. This was also aged in Indiana. Any of the copper and cast that you see, that everything is on the label that you would need. So if you start looking at the front and the back label, you'll see it. I'll tell you one that you might not catch um, is that the, the barrel number, you'll see this one says MI223. 223, of course, is the barrel number. But the MI, the I in the, in the, and the, the second letter, the I means Indiana. So you'll see some that will say MK. Now, it may still be distilled in Indiana, but if it says the K, it was actually aged in Kentucky. So that's the only little sort of Cody thing that's on there. Everything else is direct out. If you go to the back label, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, March, uh, it was filled March uh, 2016, November 2021. Uh, this one is 51% rye, which of course makes the, uh, makes the qualification. The barrel, of course, was uh, everything else was a new, new barrel. Every, it meets all the other criteria for rye, but this 49% malted barley. Now, you notice in a lot of things you'll see, even if it's 95.5, we call the 95.5 rye. We're going to have some of those tonight. 95% rye, 5% malted barley. That malted barley really helps the fermentation process get kicked. If you ever see 100% rye, they've used enzymes to help break down the starches to sugar um, to make it easier for the yeast to uh, attack and get in there and, get, and turn those starches, um, turn those sugars into, into uh, alcohol. So everybody knows the yeast basically eats, eats alcohol. I mean, uh, eats sugar. Let's get this right. Eats sugar. 
pees alcohol and farts CO2. It's a nice process, right? Nice little organism going in there. You really start thinking, oh, I'm drinking what? And you're loving it, by the way. Um, so this is the first one I'm going to try, the copper and cask. Uh, Randall Bird is uh, responsible for getting these in the bottle for us and uh, also for uh, getting us some of these barrels, which he was the big proponent of bringing this one in with the 49% malted barley. So we start with this one. That will be number one. Make sure the arrow on your tray is facing you. The arrow on the tray is facing you. That will put on the on the left-hand side, that will put uh, slot number one at first all the way to the left. And you'll see it etched into the tray. Okay? Now, as you're smelling this again, open your mouth while you're breathing in. Don't put your nose directly into the, into the glass. Just move it a little bit farther away. Breathe in through your nose and mouth at the same time. Do not trust your first sip. Take your first sip. Get used to it. Your second sip is how this whiskey tastes, okay? And then after that, I would suggest that you may add a little bit of water to this just to, um, just to relieve some of the surface tension, to open the whiskey up. How we add oxygen into whiskey is not by swirling it like they do with wine, but to add, actually add water to it. And that's how you get the oxygen in there. You guys taste that? Okay, so you, stay, you get, the, uh, get the spiciness of the rye, but all of a sudden it's got this really fuller mouthfeel to it, I think. I think the, 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 the malted barley brings this out of a, almost like a creaminess or a, a fullness to the, to, the, to the rye whiskey. <clears throat> but I said, you usually don't get, um, that's out of an odd mash bill. It's one of the mash bills that they do at MGP in Indiana, which is where this is coming from. Add a couple of drops of water into that. I actually have my, yeah, I'll show you the way I would do it uh, sitting at your, your table. Don't move the glass and be the first thing from the slot so you know where it is. It just pour a little bit into the cup, into the cap, so you get about enough in there. And then you control how much you want to pour into your whiskey. Put the rest of them back in the, in the bottle. So what do you think of that one? Right? I get a lot of, um, as soon as you add water to it, and I get this on the nose more than anything else is I get a um, uh, like a, almost a maraschino cherry uh, smell to it. Like those, those dark, dark red maraschinos, those Italian maraschino cherries. And I think the full mouthfeel with a little bit of water really, really pops on that one. Yes. No. Has anybody had a 49% malted barley rye? Before? Huh? This one. this one. Okay. Well, that's the point, you know. All right. <coughs> okay. So um, the next up is Whistle Pig in the second slot. This one is our latest uh, barrel release. This one's called Snout to Tail. It is 55.8. It's a 10-year-old ABV. And um, if you look on the back of these bottles, they'll always tell you 
know where they're from from Whistlepig because they are they are starting to get sourced other way. This one here is still from uh, it's a, still a product of our friendly neighbors to the north, Canada. Everybody been to Canada? Friendly neighbors to the north. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> I actually got a couple other people saying Canada now, so I'm going to get a I'm going to get reprimanded sooner or later on that one. So I don't know. Did anybody have the, our last barrel, which was called Toot Sweet um, Whistle Pig? That was a, it. Was really sort of a candy bomb. This one I think is. Uh, I'll let you guys see and see, see what you guys think. See this one on the nose. I start getting some of that more of that almost eucalyptus or or minty sort of um, right on the nose, right? Again, I'm just taking it in. I'm not going to judge that on that first one. That's the one thing. I think a lot of these ryes are so different that you really have to take that second that second sip on these to just sort of clear your palate a little bit. What I like about this one is um, and why it's called snout to tail. It's got a really nice nose. The initial palate on this is really great. The, it, 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 it sustains the whole way. It's got this super long finish on this one. It's just like from start to finish, this is just a really good rye whiskey. You get, you get some of that, um, those baking spices, you get a little bit of, uh, I would say a little bit of like that's like spruce or, or eucalyptus in this one, but it's sustained and it's rounded. And you'll notice like, even on your tongue, you sort of like, it's it's going right down the to me it is going right down the middle of my tongue it's that's where i'm getting all the sensation some people say there's an extra there's almost an extra it's not a taste there's an extra sensation in rise you get that little almost zippiness um on your tongue which is adds another dimension it's not really a taste it's and it's not an alcohol burn but it's 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 like this uh and a little shock or a little bit of um, a little bit of zing. Like this one? Yeah. 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 And but right now, see, like we're already starting to see the. I mean, the first one had a lot of malted barley in it, but you're already seeing the the variation that's gonna you're gonna you're gonna experience tonight. I think you're gonna really get a different um, a different experience with each one of these. Um, rye whiskeys, even though they're all rye, so to speak. And I think rye whiskey is one of those type of things that and I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this, but I, I think there's more uh, right now, especially ones that are, uh, that are doing, I think there's almost more variation that you can find in rye than some of the, uh, some of the bourbons out there. You get more flavor profile. There's, there's more range of flavors, I think, and a lot of these rides are coming up because it's the mash bill. It's the, it's, and it's the age and where it was stored. I think it affects for some reason, it affects rye. I find rise um, lose graininess earlier. Um, he just left it. Just take one. We'll get your stuff after guys. Just take one of the trays. We good. I think we got, we got to get cards up there too. Um, but I think that's, I think that's, um, sort of part of the rye. I think there's a, a, a great variation and I'm going to hopefully show you on the next two, um, a variation, a variation on a variation. All right. So 
Um, so this is uh, Canadian rye. So in Canada, they use basically 100% rye. They they age it. They age it differently. This will be 100% rye. This one they have used enzymes. Um, the way that they do the different uh, grains in Canada will be individual. So they'll do a whole corn whiskey. That's all corn, all rye, all malted barley, right? Um, you know, and then they'll blend them afterwards. So that you get, that's how they're making their flavor components in Canadian whiskey. So when you get just a simple rye, not so simple anymore, because it's 100% rye um, all done. So you have a question? Did you have a question? Yeah. Okay. Did that question look on your face? I like, I like snout to tail. I think that was a really good pick. Okay. Number three. So the number three is um, pin hook. And this is part of our vertical series. Um, this is the second, um, second in the series. This is a five-year-old. Um, this is out of, the first one was uh, at the post. This one is out of the gate. So can, I think you can see a general theme happening here. Um, five years old. It's a single barrel. This, the proof is uh, 111.9. Only 202 bottles were produced out of this uh, particular barrel. Straight rye whiskey. This is, um, this is MGP. Uh, out of MGP out of Indiana. And this was bottled at Castle and Key in Frankfort, Kentucky. So these were all single barrels uh, that they had. This is a, uh, I can tell you right now, this is a 95.5. So 95% uh, rye, 5% malted barley. So this is as far out as you can go with rye without using enzymes, pretty much. Um, that's out of that 5%. And MGP is sort of king of the rise. And the way they're king of the rise is that 95.5 mash bill. So this is uh, number uh, number three. See, I can get more of that. Almost like now we're going into almost like spruce, little like pine needle um, on the nose, a little like like yeah, get a little. Well, you, you know, you're getting a little bit malted, but you get like that that uh, fresh pine forest sort of not overwhelming, not like pine salt or anything like that, but. But just a really light breeze. You've had pine salt, have you? All right, uh, guys. Guys, keep the keep the cleaners away from that guy. I'm doing it myself. I got to take my second sip here. More cinnamon now, right? Now you're getting that cinnamony. Uh, we, we talked about baking spices, right? So now with this rye, you're getting you're getting a spice compound. It's even like a little bit white pepper to cinnamon. I get especially on the finish on this one. Again, it's giving that zing across the back of my um, back of my mouth. And this one definitely. And it's funny because everybody always looks at the ABV and sort of decides how. You sort of pre, it's almost, I almost don't like giving it because it almost in your head, it starts predetermining um, how this is going to taste. If it's too high of an ABV, you're already looking for heat. And some of the ones you're going to find here that are actually lower have more of that, that it's not even heat, it's that spiciness really shows up. 
So add a little bit of water to this one. You already noticed that you already noticed the difference on the nose. And all of a sudden, when you take this, there's also these other flavors going on. There's even like a, um, almost like a candy, a candy tone that goes in this, the uh, sweetness pops, I think on, on, on this one, we, we've been really happy with the, um, you know, we've only gotten two. I mean, I shouldn't be too crazy, but uh, number four and number five, I think have been really good rise in this series. Um, we're going to keep this going uh, with pin hook until we don't like what we're tasting. So ideally we should be getting to 12 year olds on this. Um, you never know how uh, any type of, uh, of whiskey is going to react over time. It depends if I can't find any, when we get to 12 and I can't find any that we like that we think are worth bottling, we'll stop and 11 will be the one. Um, what's that? 12 year old rye. Yep. So this is going to keep going. We've done four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We'll do one every year. So actually our new uh, barrels uh, sample on these uh, should be coming. What I do like about rye though, too, is like four-year-old, your second name is like four or five-year-old rye. It doesn't have that graininess that a, a bourbon of that age may have, especially when you get like, that's why you'll see, sometimes you'll see like two-year-old rye, and they don't have that graininess. A lot of them don't have that. I think rye sort of shows itself a little bit more mature earlier um than later this has been my experience anyways so now you're going to see although we have two that are both under the copper and cask label uh number four is that we have them separated by two and i think you're going to understand why once you get to it but uh this is another copper and cask and this is a five-year-old out of indiana so that's the mi 104 is the barrel number this is 53.7 and this is a 95.5 out of Indiana. So this is this here. Technically, it's the same. It is the same mash bill as the one you just tried. So I, I'm, I'm sort of want to see what you guys think um, on this one. But the copper and cask is just a is, is basically like an independent bottling label, right? They're finding things. We're picking the barrels. They're putting them in the copper and cask label. We're giving you all the information we can give you. This one here is called the evil rye. And uh, the reason why it's called the evil rye, a lot of people don't understand it. Like a lot of our stuff has sense. When we were originally doing the copper and cask, we were only going to do two bottlings. It was going to be a, um, it was going to be a bourbon. And most of you know, the bourbon that we picked was uh, called uh, black is my soul. And its companion, the one that was going to be companion to Black is My Soul, was the evil rye. Sort of a theme going. It says how bad I am, right? I need, yeah, I used to have that. I, I got rid of that. Yeah, I got rid of that in the hooves. So, the evil. This is the evil rye. So, the, the I think this this the reason why we started we, we we called it the evil rye too was I think you'll guess when you taste it. It's just one of those type of things. It's going to make you do bad things. So this is number four. Again, so technically five years old, five years old, MGP, MGP, 95.5. So th this is the, what you're tasting, you know, of course, is they're going to be different runs, obviously, but you're also tasting, you know, different barrels too in this. I 
I could drink that all day. Yeah, it's different though. Yeah, the, I mean, the first copper and cast was the was uh, you know fifty one percent rye. This is ninety five percent rye. So big difference. It has a creamy. It has sort of a a a, a creaminess to it. I, I agree with you. But the evil rye is one of those type of things. Add a, add a, just a touch, add a touch of water to this one. And um, this was built for drinking all day. And that's why Randall and I sort of said like, oh, man, I got some of this and, you know, have this one. Because uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually very interesting, too. When you add water to this, just a little bit of water to it, there's, there's, um, there's levels to this whiskey now. Let me try it now again. Right? All of a sudden, there's like almost even a little bit of like uh, cola nut, like Coca-Cola going on in that. All right? But it's, it's still got that little bit of mintiness to it. But it's also, it's, it's one of those type of things that there's no real, for a rye, which has sort of like, it, by design, almost has like harder edges because it's got spice in it, right? This one really does, and it sort of rounds out. I find it sort of rounds out. It just, it fills your mouth, and it just, it just, late. the finish on this just lingers. And as, a, and as you're thinking about how long it's lingering, there's an electric shock in the middle of your tongue on this one. You still, like, have that sort of tingly sensation as you're doing it. Man, I could, like, seriously, I could drink that one all day. What do you guys think of that one? You like that one? Yeah. But, there, you know, all like, again, we're just trying to show you guys is there's all these different flavor components. When we say rye, it's such a such a broad, you know, uh, it, it seems so narrow, but it's a bigger, it's a broader category than most people think. All right. So, okay. So the next two, I'm going to, I'm just going to point, point it out to you this way. The next two, I, I, do, I don't want you to, I don't want you to drink it all. I know that's going to be difficult for some of you. Most of you. Okay. All of you, all of you, but I want you to try, I want you to try the, so this is, this is now uh, we're entering and we're going to do these two together. Okay. So we're going to start to think of like, you know, of, of, of five and six in this uh, uh, side of the same, same breath. Actually one is five of six and the other one is six of six. This is the wilderness trail. So this is wilderness trail. So the difference between wilderness trail and most of the other things that we've tried tonight is Wilderness Trail uses a, what we call a sweet mash. So most of the whiskeys that you have that are up on the shelf uh, are a sour mash. They take some of the whole back and they put it into the next batch. And that's sort of, um, that's a good way to con uh, control consistency and the pH balance in the next, next batch of whiskey that you're doing. So what Wilderness Trail does is they start from scratch every time. Now, the way they want to control um, the product and control how it tastes is doing it exactly the same way every time. And it, it depends a lot upon the yeast uh, to do that. There's a lot upon making sure you're, you're bringing everything to temperature right, bringing it down to temperature right, bringing it up to temperature right. And there's a lot of different steps in there. And you want to keep that balance going throughout the entire process. So the other company that, um, that uh, Wilderness Trail owns is Firm Solutions. They are the people to call 
when you're a brewery or a distillery or anything that has to do with yeast, they're one of the top experts on yeast in the entire world. So if you were counting on somebody to do a sweet, a sweet mash, these would be the guys to do it. They have a great, they have a great engineering there, uh, two of the partners. One's a great engineer. The other guy knows just about everything about yeast. Cousin Vinny's calling me. Let's see what he wants. He's probably telling me I'm doing something wrong. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. All right. I see. Um, never mind, Cousin Vinny. Hi. <laughs> um, so these guys are doing are doing um, are doing sweet mashes, which is I think is really cool. They're also that their entry level into the barrels is a little bit lower. Somebody said, oh, I'd love it if you did cast strength. And I go, no, these are cast strength. They're going in at a lower ABV into the barrel. Um, and as I think you'll find, I think you'll see why um, it comes out right. And the reason why I'm telling you to save a little bit, because um, I, I, I've been a fan of Wilderness Trail before it was available here in Massachusetts. I've been waiting, I was waiting patiently for them to finally open up Massachusetts. When they did, I bought all my allocation right away. And the next day I made a phone call down there and says, I need to come down and I would like to buy some barrels. Would that be possible? Well, we're all full up. We have no, we have no room for you to come try barrels. We're all booked up. I said, well, I'm coming to Kentucky on this date. Would it be all possible if, if, if we could make some sort of arrangement where I, where I could come? They're like, no, I'm talking to people on the phone. They're like, no. And I go, all right, this is the one few time that I was so adamant about this. I called a friend of mine who, who knew the guys there. And the next thing I knew, I got an appointment. So I never do that. But I thought it was so important. I love the brand so much that I really, really wanted to um, be able to go down there and back. So um, I will say we're actually very uh, good friends. And we talk actually quite a bit. Um, the guy who's in charge of the barrel program there, we actually have a project going on between him and I right now. Um, uh, because when I, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I think if some of you were there when we did the whole lineup, um, he was, I think he was sort of like, oh, great. A Yahoo is going to come down. He wants to pick a barrel. I'm going to spend all my time. I'll be lucky if he picks a barrel. He won't know what he's talking about. And he won't know what he's doing. And I got to spend an hour with this guy. I got that all from how he opened the door <laughs> and walked up to me. All right. And uh, so we said, Oh, come on. We're going to, you know, I, I pulled some barrels for us to try and we'll go, we'll go try. We'll go, you know, we'll go try them. And he had, I think he had a bunch of barrels. He was going to, he was going to use for the day. You know, he pulled all the barrels down. So we go in and then we start listening. He puts on the grateful dead and, and we start tasting barrels and, and uh, I, st I start going down the line. I go, wow, that was really good. I like that one. And uh, I like that one too. And I said, can I buy both of those? And he's like, sure. And that was the first, that was the, the, the regular bourbon that they sell. That's great. Then we moved on to the weeders. I go, huh? I really like this one. Isn't that one good? And he's like, yeah, that is really good. But I really, this one over here is also really good. Can I get both of those? And he's like, sure. <laughs> I can sell both of those. That's fine. So now I got two weeders and weeders are a, a, a bourbon that's at least 51% cold, but the next ingredient instead of rye will be wheat. And they have a different mouthfeel and we'll, we'll sort of do that. Why are you saying that weird? We'll do a weeder tasting coming up. We'll do one of those. Um, 
And I really like that. So then we started getting into the rise. So we started drinking the rise and we, I get a little lost. We started drinking the rise. We tried to drink a little bit more of the rise. And we came down to these two barrels. And uh, so I really like these two barrels for different reasons. And you're going to taste them right now. And for different reasons, I, I go, I think I really should probably do both of these barrels. Would that be okay? And he goes, ah, okay, you can do two of the barrels. And the difference is between these two, and we do a lot of micro batching, Randall and I sort of like, we were actually the first ones to do that. We get to go pick barrels and we said, oh, the hopper fits, that they put the barrels in, it fits two barrels. I said, well, can I, can I take two barrels and put them both in the hopper at the same time and bottle it up? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, that's a micro batch. So when I tried these two, I, you know, I said to McCauley, and he's the guy from that, uh, that, uh, that's now my, my bestest friend uh, down, down at, uh, at Wilderness Trail. I said, um, try these two together 50-50. And they're awesome. They're really, really good. And uh, I said, could I micro batch these? And he's like, no, it's the first time I'm saying no to you today. <laughs> you can't. He said, however, he goes, however, that being said, I've been thinking about a lot about that too. And I think we should probably talk about doing micro batching and maybe do like two or three barrels blended together. Would you be interested in that? I go, just let me know when to be here. All right. So um, we had a really good day. Now, each of these tastes, these two taste different and they're really good, but for different reasons. So we're going to, we're going to jump into that, this right now. And I will tell you that, um, I ended up just by chance. This ended up actually being five of six because this is six, five of six and, and, uh, and six of six in the series of the six barrels I bought. For those of you who don't know, I got into my car after I just spent an hour and we went into the, into the distillery and we had this big long discussion and I had to drive across Kentucky had a three hour drive across Kentucky to go see Randall in uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. And I have to tap, go through a time zone, right? It was the only way I was going to make it. I needed that, 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 that extra hour that the time zone was going to give me to get there. And I walked in, I got, I, I got into the car, I shut the door and I started driving. And I go, excuse me, a Facebook, what the fuck? I just bought six barrels of a whiskey that no one knows about. <laughs> what was I thinking about? And, and I got to come up with names for all six of them. And so I'm thinking, I'm racking my brain. I'm going like, what am I going to call these? What am I going to call these? What am I going to call? And they're like, oh my God, it's so easy. Foxtrot Collective. So it was sort of a take of the Star Trek, you know, the Borg, six of six, six of nine, you know. So it, it was a take on that. But however, it was Foxtrot. Wilderness Trail Foxtrot. What the fuck? So that's this collective is what the fuck. So um, that's between you and I and the three people that are watching us on Facebook. All right. So, um, oh, is it three? May not be three anymore. I say that, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyways, they probably bleep me out anyways. Um, so try, um, try five. I do like two sips. Try five. And um, what I will tell you about this, why you're trying that, is that this mash bill, I really need to get my glasses better on this one. Oh, hold on. I got these now. I'll blind myself. This one is 56% rye, 
33 corn and 11% malted barley, which is a high, high concentration of malted barley. And I love that. I think that again, we started to talk about this, taking it to the extreme, but that little bit of extra malted barley, I really think gives it a different flavor. And this one is only, um, it's 52.5 or 105 proof. Okay. So Bill goes, oh, when are they going to do a barrel strength? I go like, this is a barrel strength. They go in at lower, a lower proof. So try that. Right? Like candy. Like sugar candy. Right? Like sugar candy. Now add a couple of drops of water. It's at 105, so it's not really that hot to begin with anyway. It's not a lot of heat. Add a little water to that one. All right, if you want to. <laughs> Rick said they didn't bleep me out. All right, good. I'm getting, I'm getting messages from people on Facebook, which is good. All right. Just put like a drop, just like a drop of water. That's all you need. All right. You like this one? Yeah. Okay. You guys like that one? Yeah. Okay. So... This was the next, so this whiskey for us, we're sitting there drinking and it's like, this is a really, really nice rye. It's a good representation of rye. It's one of those ones that like, you know, this is what, when we talk about a good rye, this is a good rye. And then the next one. And the next one, which is five of six, is our cigar rye. And that's the way Macaulay and I both said, this is a cigar rye. And you're going to find out why. So try six of six out of, out of the WTF collection, collective. But smell on the nose on that right away, right? Butterscotch, yeah. Right? Then take the second sip on that one. Right? You get butterscotch. Butterscotch and almost, um, I would say almost red huts that finishes it up like candy red huts, right? But it's this big, full to the back of the mouth. It's, it's this big, full rye whiskey. I mean, you couldn't kill this thing with a sledgehammer. I mean, it's just so big and bold. Yep. The mash bill is the same mash bill. Yeah, it's the same. Both of these are the same mash, but I'll give it to you one more time. It's 50, uh, 56% rye, 33 corn, and 11 malted barley. So the same, they're the same mash bill. And the other thing is, um, I just want to make sure because I don't want to lie to you. Um, these are both um, char number fours. Um, this is uh, six of six is four years, three months, and um, both of them, four years, three months. All right, so um, these are both, just so you know, they do have different yeast strains. These are both uh, the uh, Firm Pro 1 yeast strain. Not that that means anything to you, but I think you'll see some other ones that will start using different yeast strains, so you'll see it. And typically when they do these, by the way, um, on their own and you find them on the shelf, um, not typically, uh, some of them are castoring, some of them are not. Um, they're, they're very small batches. Um, they're still like 10, I think they're still in like the 10 range. 10 barrels or so. They're not a lot of, a lot of barrels. Okay. So I remember I said, don't drink it all. Who listened? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. 
if 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 you pull them both up and you you eyeball them and then drink which one's too much like that and get them about even and then put them together and then go back and forth twice at least there's no real number here it's not like hard science here and put both of them together hmm well, it's a, this is a this is now this is a, a test if you can do it without spilling it at this point. And put them both together about you know, so you get to about 50-50. There's a there's a hole in mine, it's at the top when I tilt it. Putting these together, you now get a different whiskey. That's neither one of the two. The good part about this is, um, I will tell you, I, do you like that? Does anybody like that? Okay, so typically when we do micro batches, that never happens with two good whiskeys or rarely happens with two good whiskeys. We've had it happen several times, but usually what is going on when we do a micro batch is neither whiskey is complete. When we put them together, that's when they become better of the sum of its parts. Okay, so um, if those of you who had the, the uh, batch it crazy, that was a micro batch. That was a, a Weller micro batch. Those two barrels apart were nowhere near how that tastes together. And that tastes unbelievable together. That may be the, one of the best releases we've had in a long time with, with Weller. They're, it's awesome. Um, so if you had that one, that's, that's one to look forward to. This is the same thing. It's the, although... What really happens is you don't usually, when you take two good barrels and put them together, they usually never work out that they're, they're better. Usually you mess it up uh, more than anything else. But I think this is the one of the, one of the two times um, or three times that I've seen it happen. And I think why is because even though they're good on their own, they're good on their own for different reasons. And when you put them together, they are still filling gaps for each other. All right, you get that butterscotch that needs to. It's offsetting some of the the the, uh, the white pepper in the first one. It's it, it's 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 a, a conglomeration of both of them together, fill in the whole parts, and I think it becomes whole. Did you like it together better, or did you like some of them one better than the other on its own? Well, okay, wait a minute. Which one did you like? Individually better, and that's okay too. I mean, that's we didn't micro batches, so you can do that. You liked them better together. You like six. I smoke cigars. I like six, right? What's that? Six out of the two. Well, that's the whole point though, right? I mean, I did six different barrels. If they, you know, the, the point was not to do, because uh, I did two in each type, two bourbons, two weeders, two rice. I didn't want the two bourbons to taste the same. And I didn't want the two weeders to taste the same. And I didn't want the two rice to taste the same. They all had to have their own merits on, on their own. So um, if you, how many people have not had Wilderness Trail yet? This is the first time? Yeah. This is a really, this is a very up and coming brand, I, I think. I think what they're doing is different than everybody else. The product, uh, the product is excellent. Um, they're only seven years old, I think. Maybe nine, but like, it's like seven. Um. They're, they're not, they're, they haven't been long. 
These are four, a little over four years old. I just, you know, we're, we're going to be picking some that are like five and stuff next time, but they only have like, they're, they're still relatively young. I don't think these taste relatively young. I think these taste mature rye whiskeys. I don't think they taste young. So I wanted you guys to, uh, to try that one. Um, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys got to try that because I think that's an interesting without trying the entire, uh, the other four, I think it's sort of neat to do this in the rye tasting. All right. You guys ready for the last, the last whiskey tonight? Okay. So this one, this is Balcones, Texas rye. This is the cast strength, single barrel, straight rye whiskey. This is 62.3. Please be careful. Um, I'll tell you if I could give you any other thing. Uh, New American Oak, independently character. I don't know. I think this is, I want to say that this is aged at least 36 months in oak. Never chill filtered or colored. All right. So Texas has obviously a different climate than Canada, than Indiana, than Kentucky. Okay. So getting, um, Getting barrels further out is very difficult because the 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 evaporation process, the heat in in Texas is 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 intense. Um, they lose a lot. There's a lot of angel share lost. So as a result, I think you get these sort of like really concentrated whiskeys um, at a younger age. I think rye is one of, again one of those whiskeys that sort of like can take it. Um, and so. Uh, Try this one. I don't know what else to say, but try this one. See what you guys think. Yeah, there is an extraction from the wood. It has definitely has more color. It's a deeper, richer tone. This is, I think somebody went over to the spice box and just knocked the whole damn thing over, put it in liquid and said, drink this. And it's, and, and the nose I think the nose, we were talking about butterscotch before, right? You get butterscotch, you get, I'm going to say this, and, and, and Karen hopefully is listening to me. She, grandma's attic <laughs> on the nose in a good way. Not the attic where the grandma keeps the, the bodies, the good attic that's a little musty and a little dusty, and it's the, the heat, the hot wood uh, up in the attic. You open that door in the middle of summertime. Chocolate, there's a dark tones to it. Cedar closet. Yep. Yep. No, you get definitely that cedar. Right? Chocolate. There's, 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 a, there's a dark, there's a coffee. There's um, another black patent malt. There's no black patent malt in this. I don't think so. Um, I will tell you that they, they did this run after they did the Schreinerbach. Uh, whiskey that they had made. So this was done right after the run. So I guess there's a little bit of that in there. I don't care. People always go, well, what happened? What, what's this? What's that? I go, I don't know. Taste it. What do you think? I like it. All right. Is it worth the price charge? And I think they gave me all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you get some of that. So, right. So this is a, I, I mean, obviously I think you guys are tasting this and go like, this is why we ended with this one. Because if I had started this, I don't think you would have tasted anything else, right? So this is like a big, bold whiskey, uh, good rye, 
again, I'm still tasting, I'm still tasting like cocoa nub and, and, and coffee on this one, on the, on the finish. I really get that black patent mall though. That's the one that really sort of pops on me. I don't, you know, the only other whiskey I've sort of gotten that ex- almost the exact same taste and it's, which is weird because it's really, there's nothing, there's nothing connecting them at all. Except that they're both whiskeys um, would be Signet. Um, Glamorangi Signet. They use a black patent malt in there. And that, that finish that this one gives you has that same sort of black patent malt chocolate finish to it. All right. I will give you everything because I think I had them in a, a different order. And I'll try to do them in the correct order. Copper and cask halvesies. $64.99. Um, snout to tail, the 10 year old, that $91.99. Um, pin hook, make sure I get this right. Out of the gate, $69.99. Um, Copper and cast, the evil rye, $64.99. Wilderness trail, both of them, the two wilderness trail are both $64.99. And the um, Balcones Texas Strength Rye is $49.99. Now, the good thing about, I will tell you about the Texas Rye, too, is that's not that much uh, higher than their just their regular rye, which is not cast strength. This may be five five or six bucks more, I think it's what it is. So um, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, but it's not, it's not, it's not a big jump. I think the other ones are like 43 or something like that. And this is $49.99. So. That is um, that concludes my rye January. Guys had uh, uh, seven different whiskeys and uh, all different rides. Did you get? There's a big big difference in those, right? Right, right, huge. So um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you uh, enjoy your. I don't know what this dry thing is about January, but I hope you enjoy rye January. Um, I will just point down the end because it's been glowing there all night. Uh, we did uh, sell all the bottles for uh, the Penelope bourbon, uh, the toasted barrel, which is uh, ha- the name of the barrel is hashtag potato, uh, tater chip. Um, we're, we're doing that for charity. They were $100 a piece. Um, the winner uh, that will pull on Monday or Tuesday will will win the uh, the lock and key double gold black diamond uh, chip with Reese's patented Reese's tamper proof edging. I think I got it all. Hashtag tater chip. It does absolutely nothing. You can come up and take a look at it. It's really cool. It's all black. It's got a, like a diamond. It's a little, not real diamond, of course, but um, and it, it, it's just, just for fun. But this is chip 002. 001 was already uh, auctioned off. Um, we're doing them for charity. The charity of this one will be the Veterans uh, Food Pantry, Project New Hope's Veterans Food Pantry. Um, we looks like, I think we'll be over $1,500 raised for them. So thanks everybody, everybody that, that donated to that. Thank you. Next Wednesday, next Wednesday is um, Locke Loman and Glenn Scotia. Those are up there. I would not hesitate and I would not wait uh, because one of the ones I think we're doing the 25 year old. So uh, might be a good one to go. Thank you everybody for joining us for Whiskey Wednesday this week. My name is Ryan Maloney. I'm the owner of Julio's Liquors and your host on Whiskey Wednesdays whenever I can possibly do it. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you all coming tonight. Thanks, everybody. Oh, I should say before I take that off, follow us on, on, on Spotify. 
It's the liquor talk. And this broadcast will now become on Spotify in like a day or so. You can listen in the car. Don't listen too hard in the car, though, because I don't want you falling asleep or anything. 